Hello and welcome everybody to INE Live. My name is Brooke Seahorn. I'm going to be the uh, host on today's show. And yes, the cloud team has taken over. We've gotten rid of the cyber and the networking people. It's going to be just us. And I've got a really cool guest that I want to introduce you. Actually, a new member of the team that I want to introduce you to. This helping out putting together some really interesting and different cloud training. And that's what we're going to really be talking about today. But for all of you who have joined us today, welcome, welcome, welcome. We've got the chat window open if you've got any questions, any comments or anything that feel free to feel free to throw them in there also we're streaming across youtube linkedin all the major platforms so be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications um i've got hit quite a few times over the weekend about a show that myself and jack reedy did on friday which was the cyber uh failure show as i think is what we ended up calling it and basically it was our decades of experience and about the strange things we ran into all the failures and we ended up really teaching and talking about a lot of things you don't normally hear from other training organizations so if you're getting into it if you're just getting your career started and want to hear some really interesting sort of sage advice on how to take your career forward and things to avoid check out that episode but that was last week's episode. This is this week's episode, and it's about cloud. And to help me do this, again, I want to introduce the newest member of our team, somebody who I've worked with for years. She's a great friend of mine, Dr. Melissa Harris. And like me, Dr. Harris came from a cloud provider, and she's got some really interesting backgrounds on this sort of stuff, some really interesting ideas on teaching. And so without further ado, I want to welcome her to the platform. Melissa, are you there, ma'am? I am here, Brooks. Hello. Hey, hey if Hi. You introduce, introduce yourself. I told a little bit about you, but if you want to hit one question, and this, I kind of feel stupid because I've never asked you this question in all the years we've known each other. You're a neuroscientist. Like you study brains and stuff like that. And, you know, and I kind of get it from people who say, how did you go from chemistry to, you know, cloud and computers and stuff like that? How do you go from the neurosciences to cloud? Rex, I'm surprised that we've never had this conversation. We've together. never this... talked about it. And it never occurred to me to ask you about it. It was just always like, she's a neuroscientist. That is PhD. That is so cool. But it never was like, <laughs> my brain didn't fire to ask the silly question. So what happened? Uh, well, and I'm sorry, I don't mean it to sound like that. Like what happened? Because clearly you're, you're where the world needs you to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That, that's uh, very kind. Uh, I hope that proves true. But um, yeah, it, it was uh, just a, I've had a very nonlinear career trajectory. And so in, in graduate school, I was uh, studying neuroimmunology and, you know, trying to understand autoimmune disease in the brain and spinal cord and specifically how does the immune system learn to you know, go after targets mm -hmm. and, and things are behind the blood brain barrier. And so um, not that this is a, a show about, you know, you don't want to learn about neuroscience here, but so that was my work. And then I always had a passion for data analysis and writing in particular. So I went into the medical device industry and was a medical writer for a few years. And I really fell in love with, you know, onboarding new medical writers and training people and documenting processes and things. And, uh, you know, it's just a weird turn of events, but, you know, I was moving up to Seattle and I reached out to a complete stranger on LinkedIn who, you know, is a technical writer and uh, working for Oracle. And I was like, hey, um, 
you know, I would love to learn about this thing called cloud computing and technical writing. You want to, you know, meet up with me for coffee. So the stranger out of like the goodness of her heart, you know, met me for coffee and introduced mm -hmm. me to this field. And it just seemed like, wow, this is like just a really exciting area. I, there's so much to learn, so much to do. Wow. And so my interest just kind of took me um, to technical writing and, and I, uh, work and so that's when i applied for aws and started working there as a technical writer ah but, very cool yeah i mean, I, th I kind of feel the same and it, it, it all sort of ends up at aws in some way because even when i was going went to them in the interview process i was like i'm not gonna do this uh, you know it sounds fun i'm not gonna do this and then you start looking at you're like this is really cool this yeah. is really amazing what we can do with cloud absolutely yeah, because it's kind of like the tool of tools. Like you can use right. it to you understand so many different problems and to address so many different problems. And I don't know, like Brooks, if you've like kind of gone and revisited things that you were looking at when you were in chemistry, like studying chemistry. But for me, it was like, you know, like we we're at one point interested in microfluidics and looking mm -hmm. at how immune cells talk to each other mm -hmm. in these small channels. And it's like, wouldn't that be cool if we could use that as an output device and stream all that data to the cloud and do more analytics on it? And and so like now having this perspective of having worked at AWS to learn more about cloud, it's like now I can reapply that to a lot of problems I used to think about. So I think that's like the yeah. applications are really amazing. Yeah. And I think what people miss out when we start talking about cloud, I think really miss out on this idea that there's these technologies that literally are at your fingertips. You don't rack and stack. You don't do anything. You just get the stuff. And you were talking about that. There was actually a customer I worked at at, at AWS, and I had been sent there because I knew something about chemistry. And they came up with something I've never heard of, and it was cloud down the hole. And what it was is was IoT devices on the tips of boring systems so they could do like elemental studies from the past. And so wow. literally this data was coming up via IoT, which they call cloud in the hole, come up and went right to the cloud to like ma uh, machine learning models they had running up there to do like on the site up to the second real time analysis of what they were pulling from the hole. It was just like, wow, you know, in chemistry, 40 years ago, we would have been pulling samples and doing diagnostics and trying to figure this stuff out without even getting a beaker out. They're getting real time. This is what we're saying. It's just, it's cloud's fantastic for that. Um, by the way, just real quick to, I'm looking in the chat and it's so funny because uh, Samson, hey, Samson, Samson's, how's the weather? Cloudy? Ha <laughs> ha. Samson. <laughs> And this is why she's laughing. I almost didn't make it onto the show today because we're having one of our glorious southeastern American thunder or southeast uh, America thunderstorms. The power's been out like four and five times already. So yeah, it's quite cloudy here right now. <laughs> but I get the joke. Anywho, Melissa, here's the thing I wanted us to talk about though, because this to me, this gets me excited about what we're doing because no one in the industry is doing this. And it's this idea of this learning path that you and I are putting together, the one that we're calling the ice, it's, we're calling it the ice. Is that a great name for a, something like that? A learning path, the ice path. And it's a certified cloud engineer. And if you could just for a moment, can you talk about, you know, some from sort of your perspective, the work you're doing on it, what really separates us, particularly where we're getting um, our ideas about what we're putting together to make this like the learning path for cloud engineers going forward? 
Yeah, I mean, this is a very unique uh, opportunity. This is a very unique learning path that we're putting together and, and it's extremely exciting. So this is going to be an industry like this learning path is entirely based on industry demand. And so mm -hmm. this isn't like what you would typically see from training programs that are put together by cloud service providers where they want you to really understand their you know, their core products and everything. Right. And of course we do too. But what kind of sets this apart from 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 what the other cloud service provide what, what cloud service providers are putting together is that this is all industry focused. And so we're basing our learning objectives, the content that we're putting into the courses, we're basing all of that on on research that we're doing into what industry demand is like, you know, from job descriptions, from conversations that we're having with people and really trying to uh, develop a learning path that that will achieve you know right. that will help will help people get jobs in industry like these are going to be skills that that employers are looking for exactly you know and i think it's so interesting you know one of the things that we used to talk about so much was like uh let's say like arm templates over in azure which is their way of doing infrastructure as code or maybe on the aws side kinesis and there's a lot of emphasis put on those sorts of technologies but then when you start actually talking to people out in the field they maybe don't need technologies like that like maybe they're using terraform to do their yeah. iec or they're using some you know not quite sort of a custom their own real-time uh data flow type system where they're not going to be using kinesis and so it's, it was really got me excited the idea of we're going to talk to the industry we're going to talk to the hr we're going to look at the job postings and try to figure out from those things what is the industry actually asking for versus this is what gcp azure aws whomever this is what they want you to know because i think it's kind of an inside you know i almost want to cover my mouth and say don't do this that's because <laughs> they're teaching you about services they want you to use because it's really good for them and it's not saying it's a bad service i, I mean honestly particularly with aws because i know them i don't think i can think of a service they've ever created it was like okay there's just that's just to make money no every service has been fantastic it's right. just that the industry doesn't use all of those amazing services there's like those four core that we've talked about which really comes down to our four areas and if you could just kind of talk to tell everybody about them i know we've got like security compute networking and storage is that right i think yeah. i've said them all okay yeah that's right and that, those are the the service areas that we're focusing on um but you know so while we have like those core topic areas and everything there are going to be certain topics and this is you know, I think what one of the coolest parts about our learning path is there are going to be certain topics that are going to come up again and again throughout each of the courses of the learning path. And so the idea is that we're trying to uh, build the skills, um, you know, build the competency of, of our students so that they can really feel comfortable with these core skills. So, for right. example, we're going to be, you know, Rex, like I know that you're working on the infrastructure as code module. So that mm -hmm. will be, you know, one course at the beginning to kind of define, all right, this is what infrastructure as code is. This is, uh, and then, and then in, in the later courses, we're going to keep building on that. So right. when they get to the networking course that I'm developing, then they're going to be, you know, they've already learned how to deploy an environment with Terraform or with CloudFormation. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now in my course, they're going to take those skills and use it to deploy a networking environment. And then they're going to add on to that in the compute module or the compute course, excuse me, and so on. And so it's going to be that repetition over and over again that will really uh, build their, uh, build, you know, the skill sets of our students. 
Right. You know, it, it was kind of like I was doing, a, I was putting together a lab just recently for IAC. And the thing I want a lot of people to understand is also, it's not just that, it's also security. Like so many training orgs just goof this up. They teach security in isolation. Like here's cloud security. Now let's go talk about compute. It's like, hold on. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about because we wait just a cotton picking minute. Wait a cotton picking minute. You said security <laughs> has been shifted left. You said security is job zero. So how come we like it was like a touch and go. So that was the other part about what we're doing that I love is the idea that as we talk about security, we keep talking about security and how it fits into each thing because security and isolation is just a concept. It becomes something real when we talk about it with compute. Like when you talk about it, you know, with like security groups and network ACLs and things like that and how that can be used to really shore up and tighten up security. So I think that's a big deal. And also the idea of uh, like we're using GitHub. We're going to use GitHub all the time because when you go to most organizations right now, they expect you to know that. Like, I'm starting to think honestly that it's like it's not even being put on the uh, on uh, on the job postings. It's like you should know how to use this. Like, if we have to tell you you have to know this, there's probably a problem. So, if you don't know how to use GitHub stuff like this, I think our goal really is that by the end of this, you know it so well. You go into the interview and they say, "Well, can you talk about GitHub?" I would love for our folks to be able to say, you want me to show you my repo? You know, and like they start showing off their work and stuff like that, which is going to be a big focus of uh, what we're doing here. So I think that's really a cool thing is what we're going to be doing. And, you know, and I'm glad you brought up that point about um, sort of the industry, you know, what we're going to be doing, what others are doing. And the fact that it's sort of, it's based on, uh, conversations and it's based on job postings. We're not just making this up. We're actually looking out there on behalf of our clients and looking at these things. Like what are the, some of the things you've seen and look at these postings that really have sort of jumped out at you? Well, one of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of employers want people to have a foundational knowledge in traditional network architecture concepts. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, yes. and, and one of the beautiful things about working at INE is that we have a broad platform of different courses um, from, from many different experts. So not just cloud, of course, what you and I are mm -hmm. doing, but also in networking and cybersecurity, even though you uninvited them to our stream today, but you know, <laughs> they're not here, but anyway, but we still, uh, we still, you know, yes. like, but, like they're still a part of the family. And so, and so uh, to address, you know, to address that issue of like, just, you know, from the job descriptions of, you know, wanting mm -hmm. to build that, that, a fundamental core knowledge about networking concepts. I'm going to be interviewing INE's own Keith Bogart, who has a Cisco, who has multiple Cisco networking certifications, and yeah. bring him on board and interview him because who best to ask other than another expert about you know IP addressing exactly. and and subnetting and NAT and DNS and get that mm -hmm. real world experience, that knowledge, and and use that to develop those networking concepts and then from there i can yeah. go and explain to students okay well this is how you actually implement this in the cloud you want right. to know how to like resolve dns over a hybrid network we're going to talk about that so we're going yes. to get his expertise and then build on that yeah and for y'all that are watching uh melissa's very subtly dr harris is very subtly touching on something and this is something i experienced a lot and i'm telling you 
I could be at like a top, you know, fortune 50 company. I would walk up to the board and I would do like, okay. And I would put like a cider block up on the like 192.168.1.30 slash. And then something odd, like 19. And I would say, okay, who in the room can tell me about this? And I'm telling you, it was crickets. It was absolutely crickets because I mean, with cloud, you can get away with not doing a lot of networking. It just kind of works as it is. And so that's one of the things that we want to make sure that we cover in this for all of you that are watching and, and Melissa will be covering is this idea of, you know, this is what networking really is. And that's why we, uh, with having Keith on particularly, because aren't you going to be doing some relationships between like the cloud stuff and the on-prem stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm, yeah. Because I think that's so important because people can go, oh, this is what this is in the real, well, I hate to say real world. That sounded terrible. No, but that's what and it the, is on prem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is yeah, on the, prem. Right. Exactly. Like, and so how does that translate into the cloud? Right. Exactly. And also, and this is another reason why I think it's so cool. It gives people because one of the focuses of this is it's multi-cloud. So as we go through this, like you and I are going to be working primarily on the AWS stuff. It's like a great touchstone to be able to come back and say, what is this on prem? I know what it is in AWS, but now what would this be in Azure? What would this be? in? It's the same stuff. It's just different names. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, actually, and we have got a question that I wanted to come back to real quick. Let me see if I can find it. The thing has scrolled away from me. Give me just a moment, everyone. It's a really good. Ah, Casey Wood. Hey, Casey, how are you? Casey's question. How employers look at the new certification? Will they consider it legitimate coming from a training company? That is an awesome question, Casey. And here's the thing about it. And this is something to really think about. If you want to get really concrete, not just me, turn this into some sort of silly sales pitch. If you look at organizations, for example, hey, Casey, there's Casey, everybody. Wave, wave, wave hi to Casey. Um, one of the things, Casey, is I think about things like Security Plus, uh, which is this, obviously the certification that you're going to have to have if you were to work in like a DOD or government environments. And that is a complete training company or training-like company that puts that sort of uh, certificate forward. So as far as whether it's coming from the provider or coming from a training company, not too big a problem there. The obvious difference going to be with the training company, us, we're really going to focus on what you need to know versus what GCP, Azure, AWS wants you to know so that you'll on the first thought of, oh, we can do streaming, let's do Kinesis. You'll have other ideas in mind, other services that are available. Also on that point, Casey, because I think there's like there's like this really cool extra layer to your question is this. As we start working out, and it's not just this certification, we'll talk about another one we've got in just a moment. Anytime that you add this to your resume or you put this into your CV, we will have links back on our website explaining exactly what it is. So that if you've got an HR person, if you've got a tech evaluator who's looking at your resume or looking at resume saying, okay, what is this INE ICE or whatever it is, they can go look at the requirements for passing this particular exam, some idea what the exam is about. And I will also say this, we're going to make this, I hate to say a tough exam. Tough exams really give you the chance as you sit and pass them to show off what you know. And part of this learning path is really gonna be hands-on. You're gonna see a lot of hands-on. It's gonna prove 
without a doubt, you actually have done these things. You just didn't sit and learn a lot of facts, then successfully go pass a test because you're going to have to know how to do these things. So in that case, it's sort of at that extra level, I think was kind of there. That's the other part of how we're going to make this a very legitimate learning path so that you can go in successfully to a job and be very successful in that particular position. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, you know what? I kind of, uh, I ran ahead of myself here just a little bit. Is there, um, on the GitHub stuff, one of the things I've, I was curious about, Melissa, uh, when we're talking about working with GitHub and stuff like that, I don't think people quite get, it literally becomes a demo in a interview situation. Have you spoken to anybody about that or seen anything like that yet? Uh, not, I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I haven't personally, no. That's the I, thing, everybody. I wanted you to see that right there, ladies and gentlemen. This even here, you don't hear much. I'm sorry, I, I put you up to a little bit of a trick right there. But here's the thing. Um, I think one of the things that's going to really separate people who are going to do this learning path from other learning, you know, other learning organizations out there is, is at the end of it, like you're networking, which is, I, I can't wait to see what you do is going to be this idea that they can drop into this networking repo that they create in GitHub. And they're going to have all these resources like that, that you've put together for them, the work they've done, things they've seen back with infrastructure as code. And if you could, if you could just kind of talk on that a little bit, like what are some of the, what are sort of the plans? Because by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is another little thing. We're building this airplane in the air, literally as we speak. And the reason we're doing this is, is because in order to give you the most latest up-to-date view into what you need to know, we're going to, we're waiting to the last second to make sure that we, when we pin stuff down to really bring in all the things that you need to know, like um, something you brought with me before Melissa is like zero trust, like mm -hmm. working that into the course and talking about that. Is that, is that an example of one of the plans you've got is a fact since I've shot my mouth off. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to see like how it develops and like what to include. But yeah, that is one, one topic that I'm thinking about including in the course, but mm -hmm. certainly, um, you know, they're going to be, the students are going to be building their skills in, in learning how to use GitHub and using, um, and like learning how to deploy their, their infrastructure as code right. and everything and checking that into GitHub repo. So they're going to be building that repetition, like, you know, building that repetition throughout the Absolutely. course. Absolutely. Oh, but Oh, by the way, for everybody out there, if you're, if you're hearing me go on about GitHub, Dr. Harrison, and I go on about GitHub, like, yay. Let me explain something. If you're not familiar with GitHub and you're wanting to get started, I cannot recommend enough an absolutely nutty boot camp I did just not too long ago with Matt Davis. And Matt came from GitHub. So here's the thing about that boot camp. And I don't know if, you, if uh, Melissa, you had a chance to see it, but he was giving out like inside info about GitHub, about the way things work and stuff like that. And it was really cool. And he actually even takes us through GitHub actions where you can actually automate a lot of things in GitHub. So for any of you that are out there right now, like I'd really like to start learning about GitHub. I can't recommend enough. Get on the INE platform and pull up GitHub for everyone. It was a really fun course. Um, and some of the insiders and Melissa knows about it. There was actually a great conversation Matt and I had before the camera went live as Beavis and Butthead fussing about forking repos. And it was one of the best 10 minutes of yelling I've ever done in my life. It was fantastic. So hopefully somewhere in our stuff, Melissa, we can do the same thing.
I think that for some of our joint demos, we should definitely incorporate Beavis and Butthead. I think exactly. Be like, stop doing that. <laughs> you need to create an IM role. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and but you know, and on another point, uh, I think one of the things that this really excite that excites me about this also is another door that's kind of opening up for us. And speaking of Jack, this is something Jack's working on. Um, looking at some of these job postings we have had one of the things and this is kind of a yes or no for you if you just want to leave it there i can kind of rant about it for a second how many of these have you looked at where you've looked at the the the, the job posting and gone do they understand cloud <laughs> have you seen those yet yeah i definitely have and a lot of like the network engineering uh, job postings they read more like they're trying to mash up a network engineer role and a DevOps role or a developer role. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of all over the place. I'm not, you know, so I'm seeing like a lot of overlap between those two different fields, but maybe Brooks, mm -hmm. do you have like more, like, do you have, do you have, what have you, what have you Oh observed? my gosh. Uh, it, it really concerns me. It really does. Cause you know, like there was, there was some postings I watched, uh, looked at the other day on LinkedIn, just kind of going through them, seeing what they were looking for. And I'll be absolutely honest with you. They were in this one posting, they were looking for the king or queen of everything. Cause it started yes. out yeah. must have five years experience coding with Python was like the beginning of it. And it led yeah. into must be expert level at Kafka, which I was like, whoa, wait a minute, where are we going with this? <laughs> then they launched into the must have expert level understanding of AWS infrastructure. Like they're looking for like the can do anything. And mm -hmm. so it, it kind of bothers me when I look at some of these. Uh, yes, Bob Bob said totally unreal job postings. Yeah, the, <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Bob Bob. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. You start yeah. looking at these and you're starting to realize that in some cases, and this is where we're going to really be putting some extra material in for all of our clients. The fact that cloud, and it's something about it, Melissa, I've told people before, it's, it's yeah, just for all of y'all that don't know, I'm from the South, we've got some really weird ways of doing things. And 30, 40 years ago, there was this, this idea that kept going around because it'd been around forever that like you could take chewed up tobacco put it on a bee sting and it would draw out the venom. I, I know it's such a redneck thing. And I used to tell people cloud is like that in an organization. It's like, if you have security issues, if you have trouble controlling costs, da, 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 bring cloud in and watch what happens. It will draw those problems right to the surface. So one of the other things that we're going to talk about in this, because Melissa, you know, just as well as I do, you know, having to talk to folks at AWS is talking about the other things like that become part of the business side of it because HR doesn't understand it. Finance doesn't get the idea of variable cost. Like how have you explained just like variable cost? It's so simple. How have you explained that to people when you've been like in front of classrooms and stuff like that, or just in front of clients? Variable cost. Yeah, it it's a it's it's a cost that you don't have to pay for. Like you're not paying for that infrastructure up front. You're not paying for servers up front. And so it's just um, I, I guess I typically use the example of a utility company. You're, mm -hmm. you're turning on your lights. You're paying for the electricity that you use and, and you're not paying for it when you're not using it. So that's typically how I try to explain mm -hmm. a variable cost in terms of compute and, and yeah uh, with cloud. 
Yeah. And see, and that's going to be a job for an engineer is I'm sorry, there's so many organizations as an engineer, you're going to have to step into the finance office and explain, look, you're not going to give me $10,000 to buy two servers. What we're going to be doing over time as a variable cost are using resources that we can grab and destroy as needed. And it's really strange for engineers to have to step into that space because most organizations, particularly finance, are not set up to handle things like that. And so it becomes like a really a big challenge to figure out. We've got a cool question here. Um, how can we adopt vendor-specific cloud services slash features concept if if we do INE's cloud certification? That is an awesome question. Here's how. We're going to be using those services. For example, uh, in compute, I'm really going to be deep diving at the very beginning about the different classes, you know, what the T class is. Hey, everybody, hey, CCIE times two. Ooh, now that's got some respect, much respect, sir, much respect. Um, we're gonna be diving, we're gonna be dialing into those services and using them and deep diving on them. And when I say that, I mean like three and 400 level type material. For example, in compute, I'm gonna be talking to you about, you know, not only are there T classes, are there M classes and things like that, but also things like, let's say you're using Java because Java runtime always has the issues with garbage collection. How is that going to play into what we're doing and on the particular selection we're going to make? Because too often, and, and Dr. Harris, I'm not even going to get you started on this. I'm going to stop you before you start a rant. Too often, just people pick the wrong compute solution and they end up with a box that just doesn't work. I, I think there was one. I worked with uh, Melissa where they were using the T class that, you know, the burstable instance yeah. and it ran fantastic for like the first, I think like four or five hours. And it was a worldwide application. It, they turned it on first uh, in the PACAF region. So like uh, Japan kicked it on, it was showing up in Australia, everything was fine. And then about the time Germany woke up and started using the app for the first time, it just fell through the floor. And if you look at it as an engineer and talking about digging into those services, which is, I really think the heart of this question, stuff that we're going to be talking about is how can you look at the analysis and find out what's going on? But then also remembering, for example, what was that particular family? Because if you look at a T class, it will bottleneck at say 30% CPU once you've used all the available CPU credits. And if you look at CloudWatch, which is what we use for doing analysis on things like this, everything's going to look perfectly rosy. Memory has no pressure. Um, if you've set up to use memory, which is not on by default, you have to do that yourself. Um, maybe you don't have a bad uh, disk IO issue, which is, you know, if you're using EBS volumes, you've got that set up correctly, no network and CPU is sitting at 30% right across the board. Like there's not a problem. turns out that's exactly the problem because it can't go above 30 because that's what a T class will do to you. So as far as the question about vendor specific cloud, we're going to be diving into those with AWS. We're going to be diving into those as well with Azure. And by the way, I didn't even think to talk about that. Melissa, talk about that because you and I are working on the AWS side, but our content director, the magnificent Mike Pfeiffer, he's doing that for Azure, isn't he? That's right. Yeah, he's building a, the same learning path right behind us. So we're we're forging the path with AWS, but then he's going to be taking over and building the courses out with Azure. 
Yeah. And that's, I think that's another thing that's, that's interesting about what we're doing is, is that we're expecting people to do day WS and Azure, learn the big two providers, because not only does it give you, I think like a really strong 40,000 foot view on what cloud is, you know, like you don't get too much in the VMs here, or VMs there. You're like, okay, let's just talk about VMs in the cloud. By knowing those separate providers, when you walk into a job situation and it's like you can handle AWS and Azure, the major services, the ones that are really being asked for by companies, it, you're just going to win the day. You're just going to win the day. Absolutely. And so many people are asking for skills in, in both both Azure and, and AWS. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, that's another thing that came up because a lot of people have hit me, you know, like, why is ENA, why is INE talking so much about multi-cloud? Well, here's the thing. Everyone's going to multi-cloud, whether you intend to do it or not. It just happens. Like, I know that I was speaking to Kristen Day a few months ago and she was making the point like GCP, like a lot of people, they just don't think GCP. They think AWS, they think Azure. And so many companies without realizing it, they start getting into AI and ML. They hire the data scientist, somebody like Kristen Day, somebody like you, you know, coming into a science company and you start doing the AIML and you use the tools you like, which are where GCP <laughs> next thing you know, GCP is right in the back door, whether you like it or not. So, I mean, it really seems to me to be the future of what's going to be happening with cloud. Absolutely. And I've seen other, I've, I've, I've read a lot of like blogs and things where people are using AWS or, you know, S3 buckets for live storage, but then they're also keeping backups with, with Google and everything. So there is definitely a lot of demand for, for multi-cloud understanding. And exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, um, we're getting towards the end of the show, but there's something I wanted to bring up because a lot of people may not know this. We already have a certification that you may or may not know about the ICCA, which is the INE Certified Cloud Associate. And on that one, that one definitely does require you to know AWS, Azure, and a little bit of GCP all at the same time. Um, and I was gonna ask you about this because I know you've got a lot of knowledge with it. Um, looking at that exam, would you, where would you put that exam if you compared it to say the AWS architecture? Because a lot of people think that, well, it's the AWS exam or an INE exam, and it's really not. The INE exam is just different. Yeah, it sits kind of above the AWS Cloud Practitioner, but mm -hmm. you know, it, it's kind of in the middle of the AWS Cloud Practitioner and the AWS Solutions Architect Associate exams. That's right. kind of how I would put it. Right. And uh, oh, yeah, thanks for the posting. So any of you out there that are watching in the comments right now, you we have we've got the link right there. And for those of you that are watching in the future, um, go out to the INE platform, you can check out the ICCA out there. It is live now you can sign up. I've done I did the AWS side, Tracy Wallace did the Azure side. He also talks about GCP in that particular course. And it's a really fun way if you're just getting to learn about cloud for the first time, and you really want to learn sort of the you know, the, the really down to earth, what is cloud about, go check out that certification. I cannot recommend it enough. And I'll promise you this, it is not a trivia uh, quiz. I promise you it's not, there goes Melissa. I'm going to get out yeah. of the way. Go on, <laughs> preach it, preach it, girl. I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to preach. I think uh, I think you've covered it. It's not going to be a uh, you know what service would you use to store your data in you know in, right. in AWS? Like it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be a, a drinking game at all. So. <laughs> 
I haven't heard it put that way, but that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's not a drinking game because the thing is, is that people will say, well, I want to get familiar with cloud. One of the best ways to get familiar with cloud is to actually work with the cloud. So we didn't want to come out with an exam that was like so low down. It was just trivia. You get your hands dirty with this technology and you actually start using it. And so you can expect as Dr. Harris and I work out these, this next level, expect three and 400 level material. Expect something where you're really getting your hands dirty and really needing to know how this whole thing is is working and how what can be expected. Oh, look at Bob Bob. We just started. I can do I know Bob Bob. It's the problem is I talk too fast, I get too excited, I cover too much, and before you know it's over. In fact, that's another thing you can expect from Dr. Harris and I. We're working hard to make sure our freaking videos aren't boring. Okay, yeah. so if you're used to videos where it's, hi, welcome to training on AWS. I'm Dr. <laughs> Boredom. Over the next hour, we're going to be talking about various services. No, we are not doing that. I promise you. Okay, <laughs> so if you're wanting to learn about cloud, the ICC, I even do it in the ICCA as a matter of fact, you know, we, and, and that's another thing. That is another thing that I can't get enough. I, I can't speak about enough is that you know, at INE, we realize you work hard. You know, you've got day jobs. Maybe you're already in the tech industry. Maybe you're in a different industry and you want to get into tech because it is such an awesome industry to be in. Okay. Well, when it comes to the evening and you're getting tired, the last thing you want to do is train. So I want to make a promise to you. Um, we will do everything we can to keep our training interesting, uh, different. Okay. And, and so, matter of fact, I want to prove a point. Dr. Harris, can you introduce us? Can I introduce us? No, not <laughs> us. Could you bring to your friend, Mr. Clyde? This is an example, everybody, of what I'm talking about. Of just things getting I'm... weird and strange. Go get him. What happened here, everyone, is that uh, Melissa was teaching a class and she needed to kind of knock things up a little bit. And so what she did was she introduced her friend Clyde to everyone. That's Clyde. <laughs> yeah. Clyde's my uh, little friend. He helps me with demos. And, uh, so he'll be probably in the classes. Um, he'll be, yeah, he'll, you'll, you'll see him in my videos. Yes. Yes. See, and, and that's the whole point in cyber Lola. Hey, <laughs> Hey, Lola. Um, it, it's exactly right. These videos can just be, the labs can be awful. Like one of the first labs, if, and we would love for you to come join us once we get this done. When you do the IEC, I'm literally throwing you into a, an awful scenario where it's three in the morning, uh, the wheels have come off, nothing's working right, and you've got to solve the problem. The thing is, I'm going to show you how to solve it like a boss. So by the end of it, I mean, like quite literally, if you work this lab at Clyde in the cloud, yes, yes, Clyde in the cloud, yes. <laughs> He's um, delighted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Clyde's going to be the one that has to sort out this mess at 3 in the morning, Brooks. We should have Clyde figure that out at 3 a.m. in the morning. And here's the thing, though, um, and this is something from Dr. Harris, again, a promise we're making to you as folks who trust us with your training and with your time. Whenever we can inject you into a situation that will give you some sort of real world experience, we're going to do that because I'm telling you at 3 a.m., those are the worst mistakes. I've been in this business 
oh my gosh, I hate even saying this, just over 20 years, okay? And I can promise you, there's been so many times that this has happened. It's it's never convenient. It's never when you have the right tools. It's never during the day. It's usually during or right up to a holiday. Um, it's late in the evening. It's never at the right time. That's what makes it a disaster. So we're going to try to give you that sort of that feeling of this is the sort of stuff that I'd have to do early in the morning when all the wheels have come off and you look like an absolute pro. Uh, we have a question here and I'm really scared of this one. Uh, Kunrin has asked us, uh, if I've just, just mauled your name, I apologize. I, I grew up here in Alabama. I have an Alabama education. I'm barely literate. When should we expect the course for the ice course? Um, that is an awesome question. Right now we are on target to get this out to you sometime in, I think the late fall of this year, as a matter of fact, is where we're aiming for. And we're really pushing for this because it's a sort of material that, and I, and Melissa, if you want to talk to this point, please do. I feel like something more than just, this is something I just want to do because it's my job. I really feel compelled to get this material put together for our clients because it's important. This sort of material is just not available from anyone else. This sort of multi-cloud, real world, down to earth type stuff. What are your thoughts on that? I, yeah, I am totally in agreement with you on that. And, and it's like, a, it, it's, it's really exciting to be creating this material and we really want our students to get jobs as soon as possible. And, and we, mm. <laughs> and it's part of the joy of putting this together. It, and it's, um, I think it's just going to be a really exciting um, learning path for, for our students and in a, yes. in a brilliant way to, you know, just yeah. a great way to showcase their skills. And so yeah. I, I can't emphasize like what you've already said enough, Brooks. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's the whole thing, you know, going all the way back to doing infrastructure as code, um, mm -hmm. uh, and the question about, you know, like getting training directly from, you know, the cloud providers, um, you know, love AWS, you and I, but, you know, both have a huge heart for that, uh, for them and what they do over there. But Terraform, Terraform is just not spoken about hardly at all, but that's what people want. So that's what we're going to be delivering is that sort of stuff. Uh, we got another question here. What was the name of the certification again for those of us who are new to it? Actually, for the cloud, there's one right now. That's the ICCA, the INE Cloud Certified Administrator, Associate, pardon me, Associate. And we're working on the next one, which we're hoping will be available to you uh, at the end of this year sometime. So for right now, the ICCA is out there. Go check it out. It's a cool exam. Um, we've gotten some terrific feedback. Matter of fact, this is the only time I have seen where, during the beta where people were coming back saying, I love that question. And y'all, I promise I'm not making that up. Okay. I promise. I would, I would say something about lightning, but with the storm outside, I don't need to be playing with that. But when you can write questions that people actually enjoy, that they think are actually fun versus what you normally see out there. And that's what you'll see in the ICCA. That becomes a really, really cool thing to work with. Ter okay, uh, Cyber Lola, Terraform and all the peculiarities of implementing IEC when AWS controls won't cooperate. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lola. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, and that's a big part. Of it. But to go beyond that, Lola, is the idea that, and this is something we will be covering in this course, is the idea that when it comes time to roll out architecture, 
Um, there may be times where, um, and maybe you've seen this too, Melissa, where you've had a customer who needs to have an infrastructure that's going to run a job, but the infrastructure does not need to be there all the time. It just needs to be there to process the job, data in, process, report out. That's one of the things we're also going to be talking about with things like Terraform, using like GitHub Actions, so that you do a commit back, or pardon me, a push. Maybe you could do it on a commit. I think a push would be better. Push it back up to GitHub, and the next thing you know, poof, there's your infrastructure inside AWS, Azure, whatever your target is. So that really makes it cool to work with stuff like that, and reason why we're going to talk about these things. I can your your enthusiasm is infectious, Brooks. I don't know where it comes from. I don't get it. Um, I, 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 I dread the day that some of the stuff that I did at reInvent ever somehow got recorded and makes it out into the public because it was like, I, I just don't know what happened when I go on stage. I start talking about the stuff and I just lose it. I, there was actually one where somebody took a picture of me and you'll know what I'm talking about. It was at one of the summits and I'm standing on stage and I didn't even realize it. Half of my foot was off. Both of my feet were off the stage. It was like I was trying to get into the audience. And it literally <laughs> looked like I was like this, like trying to get to them, explain to them, you know, how um, you can use this stuff and how powerful it can be. But, and this is what I love now about being an INE, I can also slam on the brakes and say, hold up, not so fast. Uh, you could be in trouble here if you go down this road. And that's something that I just love the idea of being able to tell our clients about. So with that said, y'all, I think I've run my mouth continuously. We run our mouth continuously for 47 minutes. Um, do you have any closing bits of wisdom for us, Dr. Harris, before we run away? Um, no, I, I guess, I mean, I, I'm, I just, I hope that you have found the show, you know, I, I hope that this is what your appetite for what we, Brooks and I are creating. I hope that you're excited about this learning path and about, you know, pursuing that, um, you know, and if you're not, you know, if, if I hope that you're excited about pursuing the ICCA exam, if you haven't already um, taken that. So, um, but yeah, I, Brooks, what about you? What, um, how? Uh, nothing other than that's exactly right. It, this sort of thing that we're doing here, expect this in the course, expect this in our <laughs> materials, because we're just not going to do boring. Because if we were going to do boring, well, I'm you not go gonna, somewhere else. No, blah, blah, don't say it. <laughs> anyway, we're not doing that. So we're really going to put our hearts and souls into trying to give you the best cloud material we can, not only based on what the industry is out there. But another thing about this, you have to remember, uh, Melissa and I, um, uh, we just had uh, TA just said, uh, just join. You can run your mouth a little longer. Okay, a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. Um, is this idea of, um, you know, we are, we're industry insiders. Um, you know, like we know people that work at these companies that we reach out to. And we talk to them about, you know, not only what they're working on now, but what they're working on in the future. But also reaching out to places, you know, where we've got friends that work at some of the biggest banks, some of the biggest manufacturers, some of the smallest manufacturers that are absolutely amazing that you've probably, you, well, actually you'll never hear of. And finding out what they're doing and trying to bring that material to you so that you can learn the things that they're asking for. And again, my heart's going to sing, Melissa, the day one of our folks goes through all this stuff, they go to a job interview, and they and at the end of it, basically, they just look at them and say, oh, okay, okay, you win interview, when can you start? 
Yes. That's that that's going to be a great day for you and I and Mike here at INE. So with that said, I think we're done. That's a little bit extra TA. That's all I can do. <laughs> I'm running out of air. So for all of you that have tuned in live today, 